0: Welcome to the Circle of Salt, the podcast where we use our snark to protect the occult community from itself and others. I'm Rune Emerson, and I'm here to steal your heart! I'm Felix Warren, and you already have my heart. Aww. You
1: don't have to steal anything. That would make you a criminal. That would be awful.
0: I'm going to do it anyway.
1: Unless you were a smooth criminal, that'd be okay. <laughs> anyway, for more information about us, visit circleofsaltpodcast.tumblr.com. And, uh, Rune, I guess we have, like, uh, some things to talk to
0: our audience about well i mean like that's kind of the reason why we do podcasts i would assume i this mean it's kind of like is the tone of voice where we're like we're
1: the parents sitting on the couch and the kid like walks into the living room oh god the divorce conversation no it's not that at all uh, wait are we dressed up in like our best
0: clothes and you don't have, a like, a new
1: baby brother or anything, either. That would be okay.
0: bad. Like, Cause, like, maybe, you, that wouldn't really be bad. Because you know the divorce conversation always happens when the parents are sitting on the couch together, and they're both dressed in their best clothes. My parents have not had a divorce... Um, You're like, so I don't know that, actually. <laughs> I don't know this one
1: from direct experience, is what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> and I was well, not a connoisseur of divorce movies. <laughs> yeah, so like that's not how my parents got divorced. That is how my mom introduced me to her new husband, though. So there you are. That's kind of funny. That's um, kind of like a reverse. Yeah, so there you are. But, and listeners, you also do not have a new husband. No, nor are we divorcing you actually and that's kind of the point sorry it's been so long yes we've had so many things going on and everything has just been a wreck we got sick yeah it was really bad we are finally cleaning up our lives and putting things back together and putting the legos back into the holes in our brain so that you know it'll all hold back together yes and literally i mean like sometimes like therapy involves watching the lego movie um so uh it does everything is awesome (laughs) where's my when you're part of a team oh where's my pants um (laughs) anyway honey (laughs) um but anyway so we are here i swear to god we haven't left you and um our like it's right around beltane right now like it's probably a week or so away yeah Um, i will
1: edit this pronto and then we will publish it and it'll be like cool
0: and stuff yeah so you guys will get to be a part of our holiday situation and our our celebration i can't believe i just said holiday instead of holiday that should tell everybody i watched that should tell everybody that i watched ready player one twice and read the book i have not watched it yet you need to you would love it it's also gotten to it's the biggest reason why i started playing second life again i'm playing second life again I I don't expect someone. It makes sense that you're playing Second Life again
1: after like watching Ready Player One. Yeah. Like for some reason, I had it in my head that like you were going to say you're playing Galaga again, but I think that's like the the video game in my head that is the the ultimate
0: game. I, wow. <laughs> and I I that didn't that so that is because of Pizza Hut. I need you right now to go after this is over and go watch Ready Player One because those kinds of games make an appearance.
1: I'm not going to go tonight, but I will do this in the future very soon. Okay, good. Yes.
0: All right. Um, So! so, (laughs) um, Let's go ahead and get started, then. Yes, let's shake some salt out. Yes, it is time for our first installment, affectionately called Hekas, Hekas, Este Bullshit. Yes. Today's dish of salt is brought to you mostly by me, and uh, that's Rune, uh, in case you've forgotten my voice. And it's entitled Mayday! Mayday! For obvious reasons, it's going to be Mayday. Um, alright, so... <laughs> it's Beltane in, like, a week or so. And for Gosh, a lot of things, that's, Pagan, like, fast. It's so soon. And I, like, seriously, we've had to change our Valpurgisnacht plans so many times. My coven doesn't celebrate Beltane. Just a little FYI, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. Some of the things I may be saying may be repetitive. I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast before, but it needs to be said because it is Beltane. So um, we celebrate Valpurgisnacht because it's a more traditional witch's holiday. Beltane is a Celtic holiday like a like a, a an Irish and Scottish pagan holiday more like a like a common folk holiday rather than like a specifically pagan thing but it was labeled to be pagan later. Um, like most of the the celebrations that pagans celebrate now as part of their Sabbath Wheel. Anyway, so it's like um, more of an Irish cultural thing? It is, kind of. Um, it was a day of purification of the crops and of the, uh, the beasts of the field. So like your cows and your sheep. Um, oh, so yeah, very cultural because you had to have that going to live. Exactly. And literally, like, druids would set up two fires and pass the whole herd through them to purify them of disease. Which actually sort of works if they have like airborne pathogens nearby but it's outso- outside so probably not that well but anyways um <laughs> the idea is it was supposed to be a, a time of mystical observance of the powers of life nowadays we talk about a whole lot of traditional associations with it because it's very aligned to the um the Tuad de Dan, um the bright ones all this kind of stuff it's very sacred to irish deities and um those Irish deities are associated with, the, with what we refer to as fairies. And uh, those particular deities, many of them are the kinds that people like tell horror stories about at night. Um, and Beltane is said to be a day when those powers particularly are unleashed, one of the two times of the year, when the um, quote-unquote veil between the worlds is thin and the great wild hunt is unleashed i bring that up because these are all stories that were told to me back when i was but a wee pagan many 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 years ago Um, and these particular stories were handed to me by my tradition teacher like my the teacher who taught me wicca and i always liked the stories and i never got really kind of connected to the holiday i struggled with most sabbats and i think i may have mentioned that at one point but um none so greatly as beltane because i really really wanted to be a part of the celebration out here in reno we have a yearly celebration uh out at one of our local kind of like just outside of the city limit area kind of um camp out areas it's maybe like 20 minute drive and it's out in the middle of the sticks, pagans gather together in this great big festival. Like, this is one of our things, it's one of our local things, it's it's big. I mean, usually have over, probably like over 60 people there. And everybody brings their family people set up their tents they set up a great big maypole and they celebrate around a big bonfire and there's just like a lot of celebration and i always wanted to be a part of it but there was just there were just a couple of things that made it really impossible for me to go to these things i've got to say that Mm -hmm. you're like
1: talking like and they have a maypole and they have this thing and like you're saying like things that sound like they should be delightful but your tone of voice does not make them sound so much
0: you'll see in a minute yes um so there's only so much i'm not a person who likes to take myself terribly seriously i realize when i'm taking myself seriously that i'm doing myself and the world a disservice so i try really hard not to be very overly invested in things that are like make things all about me that being said it's often very difficult to go to one of these big events where everybody is talking about how Beltane is this sacred sex and fertility festival, and that people will just have these kind of wild orgies in the woods. Like, all these stories are being told at the event, before the event, blah blah blah. People have been talking about doing this kind of thing forever around here. Um, Have I ever told you the story about the, uh, the watermelon roast?
1: Um... You have?
0: Have I? But I could not recount it to you here. Okay, well. What- you could certainly recount it to the podcast. I was told this story by my teacher, Lady Tal. She said that where she came from in Florida, there was a tradition where the gentlemen, the, like the, the young strapping lads of the group, would gather together and bring four stout staves and lay them in a cross pattern on the ground and a watermelon would be placed in the crux between them and those four stout lads would pick up those four stout staves and precariously balance the watermelon and carry it together over a great bonfire whereupon each of them would take a step backwards and the watermelon would fall into the bonfire and of course you know watermelons and fire they explode so it would explode and everybody would run out into the woods to get a piece ba dump uh, uh, literally ha, 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 ha. I'm over here going, I don't get it because everybody else in the group is laughing like kind of snickering into their beards uh, and I'm over here going w- what did I miss uh, this young l- rural Nevada boy
1: <laughs> I only <laughs> got it as fast as I did
0: because you've told me this story before yeah, they go out into the woods to get a piece Beltane is about sex, you're getting a piece and the first me, time I was just like But how would the pieces even get that far This sounds like something somebody made up And that was the whole point It was a completely made up story Intended to be kind of tongue in cheek Which is the whole aura around Beltane And I am a very sex positive person And I will tell you I have a ridiculous libido And a strong desire to be loved And And it was way worse when I was a kid So This sounded like the perfect holiday For me to go and find love find love or something like it. Like how old were you at this time? Oh, like 16, 17, 18. Okay. Yeah, I was a kid. So, I I would go to these events and I like when I was 18, I was finally able to go to the campouts and I hate camping to begin with. My idea of roughing it is a hotel that does not have a pool or room service. Ugh. Yeah, I know. So, I'm not a camper. I go out to this place, my family is we're campers in my family, but I don't like it like, I've learned how to do it I know how to do it, I don't enjoy it that much so we go out to do this thing and I am sleeping in a tent a huge tent, mind you, because the tent that I had was enormous because I come from a camping family huge tent all by myself while everyone in my coven has set up their tents around me and all of them are getting it on they're all having sex with each other people that they were already with or randos that they've encountered at this circle because it's socially acceptable for straight people to be having sex but I am literally the only gay guy at this event and the one year there was another gay person there I was 20 years old and he was 15 and I shit you not Four different people tried to hook us up. Straight people, don't do this. Seriously. You're not just, helping. You're not helping. Don't ever help this happen. Exactly. It was messed up. And the and the Beltane uh, Maypole, they always had the young people come and do the Maypole. It was always the young people. So, of course, I was young, so I was asked to be a part of the Maypole. Now, every year, they kind of would... Every, they would start assigning colors, and it was like white for the boys and red for the girls, because when you come of age as a body, your body's either going to start dripping out red or dripping out white at a particular age. So And the the
1: written. red-white symbolism does really go
0: back very, very far in the esoteric world. It does, and it's a very common like traditional association so you you find it in a lot of places it's very awkward when you run into it so white for the boys red for the girls and then there's me yes i walk up there Now, i've never been i've i have always been gender fluid i've always been gender fluid i was gender fluid before i even knew there was a word for it of course i you know you and i are both kids from the 80s and 90s so they didn't have the term gender fluid yet um so, But I would get there, and I my hair is quite long, as most people who've seen me know. It's quite long. Like, when I came to see you in uh, Portland, my hair was down to my ass, and we chopped off a bunch of it so that it could look healthy again.
1: Yeah, there were six inches of your hair on the floor, and yet you were still a mermaid in the chair.
0: It's very true. Um, so, I have really long hair, and um, I used to be very willowy and kind of, you know... Swishy and and graceful and stuff, and so people got a very androgynous kind of feel from me. They weren't really sure where to place me on the gender spectrum, and I was just like wherever I want to be, thank you. And um, that left the very kind people who were in charge of the uh, the ritual, the elders of the community. Um, it left them at a loss. So, many of you may not know this, but Wicca, traditional Wicca, which is what most of our pagan community out here in Reno, it was based on when like it really like congealed and solidified, um, was and still is often very heteronormative. This may be a shock to some of you who practice it, this may be a shock to some of you who have been practicing it for a long time, because there was a very large feminist movement that broke down a lot of those barriers, because um, gay women were not going to be putting up with that shit. it's kind of nice that people can be shocked at this like now i know it's lovely it makes me very happy but when i was growing up it was very common for people to be um homophobic and um very heteronormative in their practice to the point where uh, my teacher told me that i was not capable of invoking female deities that i that it was literally not possible because i wasn't a woman no matter how feminine i might be um but she turned around and said that the tradition always like and she quoted from the from I think the witch's Bible or something. She said uh, that a man cannot like draw down the moon, but a woman can strap on a sword and summon the god. So it was just like there's this been this big movement that has changed a lot of the um, the gender norms and bigotry that people had from the 1950s when Wicca first kind of. Started growing, yeah, and they hmm. were enforcing that that notion of
1: organs matching gender with right the, the whatever idea, de, yeah, order the, they
0: had in their system that they wanted to pin that to exactly their gender binary thing was very strong, um, and they had this long term concept that witchcraft had to be taught uh, man to woman, so that's like a biological male to a biological female, just so everyone is clear um which sucks of course um but it meant that like and there was like sex involved and there's just all this kind of It's garbage.
1: like I think that like it it's not even just biological man vegetable cuz like the, well for biological isn't like it's not just a cis man with a cis woman because it's like it has to be like two fertile people right for this to to
0: truly be symbolic here um that's far more common in certain uh groups of traditional wicca like that's common in alexandrian tradition the idea literally is written down in their book that the man can be any age like the priest can be any age but the priestess must always be the youngest and most beautiful of the group
1: right right which is horrifying because like i i want to just like you know kind of put a pin in the fact that all of this really is dependent on like this reproductive idea here. Yes, like well, and that's religion. what what people are really getting defensive about. In, yeah, like, they're the nature
0: and fertility, and and like literally, thank all of you, all of you who have fought the war that has allowed us to break down this garbage. Thank you, all of you. You have helped me significantly to the point where when I approached the elders and said that I was uncomfortable with a red or white ribbon with the intention of standing down and letting other people take over. Um, They were literally confused and not sure what to do because they were trying to be welcoming. They had already been beaten up enough on this particular count that they were aware that their opinions and, and, and choices were offensive and rude uh so like these particular traditions needed to be adapted to include everyone in their community and not just a few people but i was the only person that they knew so one year i come after having had this conversation with them and they present to me there is a 13th ribbon on the on the pole just for me and it's gold and I know I cringed. And I, you know they mean well. I know they mean well, but I cringed. I was like, "Yes," because everybody pees. Uh-huh. Thank you for that. What does that have to do with coming of age and fertility? You know, I might be a little old for doing this particular thing. I feel a little old right now. <laughs> so, and 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 you, you knew that like they didn't mean that. Oh by yeah, it. I've actually had conversations with people in the community about this particular subject. Um, like I've had conversations with the elders who did this um, and was very clear. Thank you, I said, to all of them for trying. I understood that they weren't really sure what to do to be inclusive. One of them approached me later, um, like years later, and was like, I understand that you don't go to Beltane because of this anymore. Is there something I can do to make this more like relatable for you something that i can do to make you have some more representation because that's something that we believe in and i had to explain to her that no i don't go to beltane now because it's my anniversary for my my marriage to my boys um and we go out of town or we go do something it's beltane has lost its ability to captivate me well and you you basically took that heteronormative
1: like cluster and and turned your back on it and then made
0: your own like sex paradise. Exactly, I made a better Beltane, a hotter Beltane with blackjack and hookers. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's what you've got to do, everyone out there. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Like Beltane is one of eight sabbats that wiccans commonly embrace and there are different variations for each of those sabbats and then there are a whole ton of witches holidays that people don't really pay attention to um like like uh oh let me see here rudemis which is after beltane um or uh which is um april 30th which is actually a really good tie-in with halloween but most people are so bent on the Beltane-Sowen thing that they just can't even recognize that there are holidays that are cooler. <laughs> but anyways, so my coven celebrates Valpurgis knocked. and um, then my family goes out of town. And the point that I'm trying to bring up here will lead us into our next section. If Are we done talking about this, you think? Uh, I think
1: so. Like, like I-, I wanted you to talk about this for this topic, even though like I I there's like a whole shit ton of things I could say about this topic, but I well, will say them anything... sprinkled throughout conversations like that we'll have on any kind of podcast. But you had like a story.
0: So Right. And like I really wanted to relate this to you guys because like our whole point of this episode is to teach you guys to teach you guys is to give you guys an insight on how to do a holiday, like a witch's holiday. How to do magic and not feel like you're fucking it up because I've been I I've been reading on Tumblr and on Facebook and in various different like areas that there are a lot of people out there who still feel kind of like, well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with all of this. None of this makes any sense to me or means anything to me personally. And then they feel like they're like imposters because they're not doing the thing. So let's go ahead and... Um, uh we'll move into the next section our discourse segment aka echo chamber azarach where we talk about things that are totally true and totally interesting and we're right and other people are wrong which is of course always the case uh today's discourse is the true meaning of christmas or some junk and what we're going to be talking about here (laughs) is junk uh, it is it's junk okay Like, I am a huge... uh, You guys already know, you've heard the Yule episode. I'm a huge Christmas fan. I'm a huge holiday fan. I love the holiday spirit. The thing is, there are a lot of different ways that that happens. Um, I I may have mentioned that I don't believe in Santa Claus as much as I believe in unicorns. And that's my holiday spirit for, for Yule, is the unicorn. Um... With Beltane, with any of these holidays, I get this a lot. I hear about this a lot. And tell me if you hear about this a lot, Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, like people write about this thing where they're like, "Oh my God, it's a full moon, and it's like the super moon or some, you know, eclipse or some right. shit." And they're like, "And they're like, holy shit, I haven't done any preparation. I don't, I'm not. Even, I don't even have anything planned." And then they come across with this sort of like, "Aren't I just such a loser?" kind of philosophy yeah and it's very performative it is thank you that is a perfect word for
1: it it's it's hard not to do it myself sometimes like to to join it in solidarity but like sometimes i cannot because i actually did do a thing or it's because like i'm not really feeling it because like if i have a legitimate reason why i'm not actually doing anything that
0: full moon then i just like i don't feel like i have to well okay so i have a In in my coven tradition, we don't celebrate full moons As the primary day of monthly observance Like, we meet every Thursday Like, that's a thing in my coven Yeah But the moon for nocturnes is the new moon That's our thing Everything we do is done under the cover of darkness In a place where no one will see us You know, very secretive, very sneaky Um, We're very involved with the concept of darkness As being a beneficent force that all of the forces that people discuss in the practice of witchcraft are beneficent forces to witches they are not always nice forces you don't there aren't like demons can scare people fairies can entrap people all these kinds of things but they are inherently by their nature supposed to be here and they have something good that they bring to the world so the new moon is when we get together and observe because the full moon is usually when other groups get together and observe and one of the things that nocturnes like to do is go and celebrate with other groups and advocate for them and support them and help them out in their practice it's just one of our deals we have a rule that we're not allowed to be the and I put I put huge quotation marks around this the power coven of the area we're not allowed to be the dominant force in the community like oh God! Please, thank group. you. Yeah, it's because exactly because there's so much nonsense that gets wrapped around the idea of. I well, have been around that bullshit. Who is the mega coven? You know, it's this who's garbage. really controlling the power in this city. Exactly, it's it's nonsense, and Nocturnes are very big about the idea that we need to show solidarity to all of the other members of the community. And if we are invited to an event, we need to make an effort to send at least a couple of us to it so that we can support something that someone is doing, because magic is what we're loyal to. Well, that tends to make it really easy for us, because we meet every week. When we want to do an event, if there's like a holiday or something that we're going to celebrate, then we will do that particular holiday on one of the Thursdays as close as possible. And I have had pagans tell me throughout the years, well, if you don't celebrate it on this particular moon right after this particular transition seasonally whatever you're not doing it right and the most entertaining thing to me is that the people who say all of that sort of stuff the ones i run into most of them cannot magic their way out of a paper bag literally i'm like oh you're the lemon bun wickens okay i mean like, for me
1: <laughs> i there's if i'm not feeling it i just don't do it but if i'm feeling it i do it and i've just noticed that like i've been feeling it lately more and so as i like keep on doing it more often i get into that rhythm and then you start just doing holidays or or some kind of regular thing more often once
0: you kind of find your rhythm and find like what you're comfortable with well now and here's a question for you do you have a religious like devotion to any particular um agency or agencies? I know the answer to this question. I'm asking, like, rhetorically.
1: Wait, what? Like, agency?
0: Yes. Do you have a religious affiliation to any particular agency or agencies? Uh, like, government agencies? Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like entities beings forces oh, entities sorry um, yeah invisible magnetic forces
1: i had not heard agencies attached to that concept for quite a while so okay. i did have to check <laughs> um well i
0: mean like there's demons there's um, demons right there's your court yes, there's the court okay you're loyal to the court because the court is loyal to you back right that's correct okay that's a pretty common way for witches to develop their spiritual practice yes and that that
1: loyalty like you know when you start developing a a rhythm with something that is
0: developing a rapport and that is a good way to build loyalty exactly because it doesn't just show up and there is this attitude in modern practice of, of witchcraft like all over the place whether you're pagan or not whether you're secular whether you're christian whether you're you know some sort of pantheist gathering or whatever um There's this idea that if there is a deity structure in your practice, then you have to have a deity. And that automatically there is one that is just going to be loyal to you, or three, or five, or two, or whatever. That they're just automatically going to be loyal to you because you can't practice witchcraft without it. There are secular witches out there who are laughing right now and by the way go laugh please because this is funny um, I, I think it's rather funny um witchcraft in and of itself is secular meaning it does not require deific involvement for you to do magic that's kind of the point the thing that separates a witch in her practice from a lay person in their in their religious practice or something or somebody who comes into another kind of religion or whatever is witches consider themselves to be peers with deities with all of the respect and all of the responsibility thereof we are not gods we don't have to be gods to be their peers we have our own role and our own purpose a great many secular witches out there right now interact with deities fairly regularly they don't worship them because their magic has nothing to do with these gods they have a magic of a similar type so for someone who practices secular witchcraft um, to do a holiday uh, which is holiday it's likely not going to be devoted to whatever deity is associated with the celtic calendar at this point of the year or the greek or the norse or whatever I think at that
1: point you would be constructing
0: a feeling. Yeah. Which is what I do with Christmas, basically. Exactly. What you're doing is you're tapping into that particular concept. Many, many, many secular witches, many witches in general, whether they are secular or um, whether they are theistic of some sort, are still animistic in their understanding of how the world works. They recognize that everything has life in it and has intelligence of a sort. So or it rel- just has its its own nature. Right. And so and they respect that nature and they relate to it. So like the idea of the Christmas spirit or the 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 magic of Halloween is a real substantial thing that they interact with. But here's the thing that makes a holiday a holiday. The word means holy day. What makes a holiday a holiday is when that particular observance the observance of that particular force or that particular state of being or whatever is of deep value and worthy of respect and honor from you when it has a in your mental paradigm a place of reverence that is when a holiday is a holiday it's not a vacation it's a commitment to something that is bigger or more important than your day-to-day grind.
1: So I have kind of an additional layer of um, definition I give for a holiday. Sure. Like to add, which I think will kind of give actually uh, secular or any which uh, kind of an idea on how to, how to make this um, very important and sacred to you. Um, a holiday is special to me because... It is the one time that you can do a certain thing, um, like th- it's that one time a year for you know insert you know, Christmas spirit here. hmm. Um, like while you know, like a lot of people will say on Christmas, like the point is to to act like it's Christmas like every day of every the year. Every day. Um, but like that's a very Christmas thing to say, isn't it? It is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's very special because it's rare. Mm-hmm. um it is it is limited to that holiday that holiday is the one time that the special this special time is here, and this time is also a place. It's, you know, it's limited to that period of time that you can have these feelings that this kind of magic can happen. It's,
0: you know, it's liminal, it's a transitional period. Precisely. Now, yeah. sometimes people will create special times of observance for them, not because they those forces don't exist year-round and are or, or ubiquitous, but because that particular holiday... Allows them to make special time to thank that power. To, yes, it's
1: set aside for them.
0: Yeah, to give honor to it, and like that's how I do. Um, and like I'm, I'm really grateful to you, Felix, for the uh, the court lessons that you were teaching. Because they, I'm very glad <laughs> they really helped me recenter my holiday structure. Um, I have a particular aversion from referring to all witches' holidays as Sabbats.
1: Ah, uh, yes, and um, I wanted you to talk about this because you, you, you said a, a thing about Sabbaths that I only kind of, like, one fourth knew.
0: Okay, so here's the thing The term Sabbath is an appropriated term from a pejorative that was used to explain witches' evil holidays that was originally meant to, to conflate witches and Jewish women, it's an anti Semitic term. I know that there are a lot of people out there who are like, what? Not yet another thing. But no, it's that is a thing. It it's is a th- thing. So it is a warping of, of Shabbat, right? It is, absolutely. It's a warping of Shabbat and of the various medieval terms that were used to explain the idea that Jewish people had special times of observance. That yes, and, and, and the apart. Jewish people observed Sabbath on a different day. Like, that was like... the literally the only difference in some ways um, well actually and you had I mean, different it's, holidays too but it's like, like a, well it's like a weekend thing like it's like a fr- on Friday night all the way through yeah the and the and your holiday starts on the on the evening before but like right their just holidays like, always start in the evening exactly
1: I would in literature just find references to someone disparagingly saying how like the the jewish people like celebrate like their sabbath not on sunday and i'm like oh exactly fuck. so
0: it's it's literally like it's a, a an a offensive term it's it's a an insulting term that people used to um to insult cultures xenophobically which then got conflated into the witchcraft persecutions and The interesting thing is, now, one of the things that I love the most about witches is that we take these terms that have been thrown at us and used to insult us throughout the centuries and we reclaim them and transform them into something positive. I love that. The fact that we can call ourselves witches in the first place is because we reclaimed a term that was an insult. It was never a nice word. We reclaimed a word and made it our own, and so now we use that for ourselves it's very important for us to recognize the background behind these particular words. Uh, you know, what it's, what it's kind of like is, like, somebody
1: threw a rock at them, and then, like, after throwing that rock at them, like, picked it up and then threw it at witches. Right. After that. So it's like, you know, while witches can pick up that rock...
0: Um, and put it on an altar and turn it into something sacred. And use it. Um, Like, if you're not Jewish, um, then like you have to think about where this rock came from right and that's the thing be respectful is basically the way i i tend to approach i always tell people if you are a pagan and you've been raised in a tradition from however for our however long whatever brought you into the craft to refer to the holidays the holy days of witchcraft as sabbats and you have a tradition centered around the concept of the witch's sabbath which i do um You have an extra responsibility to be extra respectful to Jewish people and their culture. And to learn about it. Yes, to learn where it came from, to be respectful, and to when you approach Jewish people, when the subject comes up, because obviously these are people and they have lives to live... Um, not only are you to be respectful, but you should also maybe address some of the, the the points of this and be like so my tradition refers to these holidays as sabbats and that was originally a medieval insult that was used like to persecute witches as if they were the same thing as Jewish women. So anyways, this is the thing um, I bring I bring this up because I don't like to use the term, sabbats to just uniformly label all witches holidays and i'm like waving my hands in the air to like gesticulate how large this particular generalization would be um because there are a lot of witches in the world many of whom have different cultures and different practices and different faiths and different ideas and philosophies and uh tradition structures so they all have their own holy days if they have holy days and calling them all sabbats is painfully culturally ignorant so don't do that
1: yeah using the word to label what everyone universally does
0: is bigger than the job
1: that you have
0: exactly um don't do that so when you do a holy day though it might help you to understand where that came from the concept of a sabbath the idea that witches revered different powers than christians did And that their rituals were very strange, creepy affairs That were dangerous Yes, and secretive And very... Hard to get to Yes, and very wholeheartedly devoted to Like, people who went and celebrated these sabbats They gave themselves wholeheartedly to the ecstasy of their celebration Very bacchanal Yeah, quite fun, actually Um, A witch's holiday should be a complete... uh, surrender to the experience and a uh, an acceptance of the wisdom and uh, and potency and virtue that is often ignored there is an element of of um underworld or like counterculture to everything that a witch does always remember that our holidays are our holidays our sacred observances are our sacred observances, and the very nature of them being sort of outré is the point. That's the point. They are overlooked, and like people will make jokes about it and call us edge lords about it. Which, yes, because sometimes we are. Um, they will. They will. I mean, make, when you're really in the moment, it just doesn't matter, man. Right. When you're when you're being a douche about it, okay sure but like when you're in the actual like holiday observance give yourself to the holiday I'm saying this because there are a lot of people out there who are like I don't even know what to do here's an idea find something to do that represents the spirit of that holiday if you are not creative enough to come up with the following kinds of ideas then you are tr- not trying hard enough guys here are a couple of ideas go out of your house and go do something special go see a movie go have dinner somewhere go walk around the park something to that effect with the purpose of watching your environment with the spirit of your holiday in mind for example if you're big on this whole idea of Beltane is about lovers and sex and fertility go out and look at the flowers go outside and maybe you're like there aren't any flowers, they're fucking dead, rune I'm going to be like, good, go look for signs of life then, look for something else and if that is a consistent problem, because it is out here maybe you can't work with the holiday the way that the old Celts did maybe you should come up with a different thought for it, maybe you should celebrate a different kind of holiday, or maybe you need to move so that you can be somewhere that is geographically and climate wise, more associated with the thing you're looking for um, I know, that's, that sucks, but that is actually important. That is, that is like, being aware of of a culture's, like, nuances. And, and
1: sometimes that feedback of getting
0: blocked like that is a signal that you've got to change something. Right. One of the reasons why I don't celebrate any of the Wiccan Sabbaths is because I'm not, well, and it's, it's, it's what led partially to me not being Wiccan in the first place, like, why I kind of walked away from it, is because... Wicca relies upon the idea of green growing things, and I live in a desert. You know, our our holidays, the like the the wheel of the year doesn't sync up to them properly, and so like the first day of spring for us is usually in April. The uh, the winter is harsh and cold and bitter, and autumn, oftentimes, doesn't have nearly as much of an observation here. It just goes from summer to winter. We have like a brief amount of time for autumn, so it's just not a relevant wheel for us we have to come up with different ways to celebrate or you know you can do the witch thing where you make water run uphill and then around your neighborhood it always looks exactly like maine well like my neighborhood you know i'm in
1: over in portland but like it's the Pac northwest is not the uh, typical uh, cycle of seasons especially like the, the the portland area like this weird rainy very cold but not entirely snowy and not with an actual definite beginning to spring just weird freaking seasons all around Like it's hard yeah the entire season cycle here is witchcraft and so it's like right and now <laughs> not in no way
0: that syncs up with the wheel of the year <laughs> exactly that's kind of the way ours is water runs uphill generally around here we have what they call microclimates yeah. so so it's possible like you if this is really important to you then you can choose to find a way to observe it in your environment if you're living in phoenix arizona obviously you're going to be observing beltane and um samhain and yule in a very different way than the rest of us in the world will do or if you're in australia you're going to be everything is upside down like the calendar like south is north so literally everything is backwards so and and good i mean that's awesome magic is supposed to be kind of not uniform but like i mean it's supposed to be all present and different everywhere you go it's very locational but what makes it very different
1: now than it was like way back in the day is that like you can't assume that just because a person is in a location that they have a tie to that geographical location precisely like i'm in the Pac northwest now but i'm from louisiana but my family's only really been from there for like a hundred years so you know, what land do I tie to really through whatever method? But like I, you know, it's like not. I don't tie to a lot of traditional stuff. I have to kind of find, find own my way. own way and you know help. Like the holidays, kind of just sort of tell me what they're about in the location that I am.
0: And that is literally the meaning of the term "crooked path" in trad witchcraft. It's a Gnostic term. It literally means the way back to the great force which created everything and that force might be seen in a million different ways. But the idea is you came from somewhere, your magic is going to lead you through the underworld to weird ass shit, and each step you make, each twist and turn of your path is going to be independent, individual, and going to teach you things on its on like that are significant for you and not necessarily for everybody else's consumption. So, your holidays should be centered around observation So like I've already said go outside and go do something unique and new. Here's another thing try to introduce someone else to the magic. like um, this is jesterfest for me right now we're building up to Valpurgus Noct. My magical tradition is centered around the idea that witches do magic and you can't do anything about it just shut up. So we're we're very like witch loyal very nocturne uh, is the custodians of magic. that's kind of our thing. Um, So we're very devoted to magic And the idea of wonder in the world Helping wonder, encouraging it Helping it grow, bringing it out Showcasing it So we're big on glamour bombing And we're also big on mischief And right now Jesterfest is the biggest time For me personally to be doing Magical mischief So I go out and I will draw little weird sigils In chalk on the walls uh, Like sort of strange graffiti that causes people to go Is that... While looking at me that kind of thing makes them feel like something weird is going on so that they start to puzzle about the world a little bit and stop just taking everything for granted so i will weave a little bit of magical mischief um if i see somebody having a bad day where they're up their own ass then i might cast a spell to bend their luck so that they have a wondrous encounter something strange happens to them that you know they see a cat with two tails that kind of thing. They have a an odd experience with a, like a rain cloud that follows their car around. You know, just something weird. Something that they go, I don't even know what that is. So that they realize they don't fucking know everything and maybe they should stop pretending like everything is set in stone. That's one of my favorite things to do. Another way to celebrate a holiday is to go to places that are sacred to the particular power you're working with. And observe and speak to it, communicate with it. For example, right now, um, like during this period of time of Jesterfest leading up to Valpurgisnacht, what my tradition will like to do, what we like to do is we go and we gather ingredients from various places all over town um, to create a great big spell that will affect the whole year. So we gather ingredients Um, we will collect them from people some of them have to be paid for freely you know like like evenly and others have to be given as a gift and and all kinds of things like that so we will bring them to our great big ritual and we'll mix them into a great big brew Uh, we'll make a great big tea out of them or we'll make, like, uh, if they're not herbs or something we'll, like, make a big fire ritual and burn them, or we'll, you know if they're, like, one year we did uh, distilled spirits, you know, like rum and things like that, and we gathered all of those things and created this fabulous elixir, it was so yummy (laughs) and we used little drops of it for power all year long just put a little drop of it into, like, into the dessert, you know, that kind of thing, it was fun but those kinds of things are ways you can celebrate your holiday other kinds of things that you can do if you're not really sure what you believe in this is actually really important go sit down and stop thinking of it in terms of like woo woo supernatural nonsense stop worrying about that focus on principles philosophies things that are very important to your core like I believe in honesty I believe in paying for what you take. Like, never take something without paying for it. Never give something without being paid for it. Whatever. Maybe you particularly believe in human rights, that the sanctity of human life is inviolable. Maybe you believe in making this world a better place, making it a place that you would rather live in than rather than how it is those are all things you believe in holidays can be shaped around those because those things are sacred to you i can make a suggestion yes
1: So, um, if you have no idea what to do but you live in a physical location um, and this does require there being a, a an actual tree around um... but i guess if you had like a really neat rock around that could work too you are going to have different conversations than I had, though. Um, <laughs> I live near a hawthorn tree, and I, when I was starting to get into, um, like, herbal work and, um, just, like, working with plants in general as a witch, um, I started to get to know the hawthorn tree that's near me because, um, like, that's one of the, like, witch-associated trees, um, and, like, a really friendly one to start with, too. Um... Considering it's still covered in thorns, (laughs) Um, but um, like there's a lot you can do with the hawthorn tree. Um, But like uh, there's like a lot of witchy trees that um, like they have berries and flowers and leaves and thorns, or you know sometimes they don't have thorns. But you know any of them that have that berries or nuts or whatever, there's a kind of you're going to be interacting with this tree all year round. Because if you check in with this tree once a month and like it does not take much to say hello to a tree and they do not demand much from you conversationally hmm i like have to say that trees are just so easy to talk to (laughs) well and you are i I agree like they're just they're not demanding they're very chill even if they're not the chill kind of trees the way that they're not chill is that they just happen to draw a lot of blood um (laughs) thank you blackthorn um (laughs) I check in with Blackthorn, but it's mostly for my own Um, (laughs) self-security. But yeah, checking in with Hawthorne. um, You know, certain times of the year she's got berries, and she'll tell me what the berries are for and what they mean this time of year and what I should do with them and what my ritual is for this time of year because she knows it's her berries and, you know, what they're for. She's tapped into all those forces and, you know, the invisible magnetic forces. Invisible magnetic forces. That's right, um, and like you know, she'll she'll tell me what these things are for. Now I'm like saying, if it comes down to what to ingest or make into some sort of topical lotion, please actually look up some science. Um, I agree. Don't learn science from a tree, like maybe learn some ideas from a tree and then go, you know, apply rational things.
0: Just, right. You know, FYI. <laughs> I mean, and that's like just common sense. But all right, so like. There are lots of different but yeah, things. Yeah, you can basically interact with the tree all year long. Um, trees change over the seasons, so that can easily help you learn the Wheel of the Year. And so, like, what this kind of comes down to is there are lots of different things you can do to stay in contact with the spirit of the season. There are lots of kinds of things you can do to be... to feel less like an imposter when you're practicing your magic. And I understand that that's a concern, but I also want to point out a couple of things. Um, there is a tendency... In the, in, the, in the cyber world, you know, in the blogosphere or whatever, um, for people to, rather than actually wanting to express what they are really thinking and feeling, they fabricate some sort of dialed up to 11 emotional ridiculousness so they can make a joke about it rather than just asking. This is not going to help you in your magical practice. Being a, an extra-as-fuck drama queen, I can say this with a lot of like personal experience. Don't base your spiritual practice upon making a whiny, dramatic post or dramatic statement to the world and expect that the world is just going to roll over and do what you want. You're probably going to have to bully it a little bit more than that. You know,
1: I've got to say, whenever someone kind of makes a show of being like silly or extra, it's usually because like they're not quite ready to take themselves seriously. And
0: that's okay. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't. Well, I mean, like, I, I it's mean, not like, you in a that yeah. you should be taking seriously. It's the practice that you should be taking seriously. And yeah, if that's you're... the thing. Is like, you know, because. Uh, if you're not I going heard- to like, and this is this is my objection to people, and I do want everyone to be clear, this is a very firm opinion that I have, that tends to make me a little nuts. Um, if you are going to practice magic, take it responsibly. Doesn't mean you have to take it all super seriously, but try the steps responsibly. So, don't make your practice into a big joke because if you don't want it to be a big joke then you shouldn't treat it like it is one if you are like well i have bad self-esteem and like i do this as a method of deflecting like uh my anxiety or whatever i'm like then you are not ready to publicly talk about that particular subject because that isn't you talking about you that's you talking about something that you consider to be more important than you something that you consider to be more valuable and more 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 like serious that's something like your personal beliefs your ideals your your philosophies those things are supposed to be bigger than you we all have inside of us nobility that we need to let out and witchery insists that you be honest and expressive with your emotions committed to them When you try to make a big joke out of how you are feeling about stuff, rather than actually embrace the fact that I'm really sad about this, I feel like something is wrong, I feel like I'm doing things wrong, when you're not being honest about that, you can't find your way out of it. And the spirits will assist a sincere heart. The powers will step forward and assist the sincere heart. They have literally no ability to do otherwise, because that stuff is like it's an invisible magnetic force of its own it moves things but they won't respond they won't respond uh in the way that you necessarily will want all the time if you yourself aren't clear on what it is that you want so this is just some advice from a practice witch to people who are interested in hearing something like that because i kind of wanted to i kind of wanted to give you guys something like that this time
1: yeah, and I want to say like, it's. Uh, I I'm trying to think of like an example of when somebody kind of squeaks up and then kind of just deflects and does the silly thing. And, happens all the like, time.
0: I mean, and and, and so I was that? just
1: gonna. I I yeah, I can give you a manufactured example. Like you know, in a group ritual, like usually there's there's a there's often a time when you're supposed to like kind of s- step forward and say something. Mm -hmm. um usually like in front of the fire and then like throw some dust in and it goes poof you know um and at that time like sometimes i'll see somebody and i know they really think that this this is very important ritual and they are actually very invested in this so i know that they are not being silly about this internally but right right when they get there they get very silly about it because they're panicking
0: Right. Well, and Wiccans have this uh, concept that they they try to approach with all of this mirth and reverence in equal measure. Like when you make a joke about something, also do it with reverence in mind. Like make the joke, make fun of something with the understanding that you actually hold it sa- like um, sacred, so that you're like you're doing two things at once, but you're also maintaining the proper attitude for yourself, so that you don't lose the connection you need. It's all about personal stuff in that case. It's yeah. it's and some people will say well it's also about like properly respecting the gods. I have a deity who everybody is afraid of and she has never once had a problem with me making jokes about her.
1: Oh no, like it like making jokes in itself is like not like never like oh, oh gosh no. Um but like if you're having that that moment when you're like I like tensing up and it's like oh no I'm supposed to do something right now but I'm just locking up and I can't. Um that is where I've noticed that like if you can hit trance then you can just do anything really (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) um and so that's like you know get into that holiday and into that moment and in that spirit of like the feeling of being there and let that be the thing that acts right like Um, you you don't have to
0: think of something you just like just you know feel right a lot of it is about just letting go of the conscious and getting into the state of things um I don't know if any of you, well, I'm sure a lot of you, uh, like to dance, put on some music and dance. Um, if like nobody is watching. Exactly. Or like everyone is watching and you don't give a crap. You know, that kind of thing. But if you're emotional about that situation, like, and you feel angry or upset, put on some music that reflects that and get your anxiousness out. Get your anger mm-hmm. out. Get your frustration out. There's nothing... Um, There's nothing unhallowed or profane about emotion in witchcraft. Literally, spells are woven out of it. So, feel your feelings. Um, The concept is ecstasy. That's a witchcraft thing. Give yourself to it. Like, I know this is going to sound a little creepy, but it is in the spirit of Beltane, so for those of you who are in any way sex-repulsed, I apologize for the metaphor, but literally, like... Treat it as if you are, are are making love to yourself. You know, treat it as if you are engaging in the sensation to the point where you're going to have an orgasm from it. And this is metaphorical as much as like, anything. Like,
1: ecstatic trance, I've done a lot of ecstatic trance that is not also sexual at the same yeah. time. Yeah and with ecstatic trance you are giving yourself over to something it is right. to some sort of force you will um, have and a, it's
0: very easy to do with music you will have a climactic experience it may not be an orgasmic experience and i'm not going to say it needs to be but i will that's say why it's very easy to do with music because music is often very climactic precisely let yourself have cathartic or climactic experiences with your magic that's what it's for Okay, so enough about this. Let's get on to the rest of this particular episode, because we actually have a lot to discuss. Um, We have been backed up on our questions for quite a while. That is right. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time on on answering some Celtic Crosshair questions. Um, Celtic Crosshairs, as you guys know, is our divination and consultation segment, where we show off how awesome we are by answering questions from our many, many fans And you know what? We haven't even released an episode in forever. Why are you all still here? thank you for now, being here. now thank you for it's, being
1: here it's we're we're still on the one a month schedule at this point
0: okay but thank you for your loyalty and your continued like thank you very
1: much for your loyalty it has been very difficult to kind of make it through some of this period yes. um
0: and it's great to see that y'all are all still here yes we love you all right so and before we go any further into Celtic Crosshairs Felix has some info for you so just sit back and enjoy the ride that is correct um so um
1: i am pulling up my notes that is the sound of me pulling up that's my okay notes. you can
0: edit this if you need to yeah
1: so um this podcast is recorded ahead of time um you may have noticed that we are not responding to your tweets uh sometimes it's a day ahead of time and sometimes it's a month and a half it's probably be like a few days ahead of time or maybe a week um that means that when you send us in a question, um, whether for discussion or for Celtic Crosshairs, maybe a while before you hear the answer, uh, if we decide to answer it on air. You also may hear it out of order. We're going to say that if you haven't heard your question answered, then go ahead and send it in again, but it may be that we've already answered it on an qu- episode that we have not released yet. Um, that's the magic of the studio recording podcast stuff. <laughs> and if you want to send in questions and comments um, and find the latest news, go to circleassaultpodcast.tumblr.com. That is where you find out what's going on with us and um, that find link star episodes and stuff. Although you obviously have found that if you're listening to this, unless you're a time traveler, in which case, hat tip. Anyway, seriously, back tell to me, you, Rune.
0: Yeah, tell us your <laughs> trick if you can time travel. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, please tell me all
0: your time magic. Right, all the time magic. Okay. But don't tell me it like later, tell me it when I want it. Yeah, like now. Um, just zoom into our... Okay, let, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Let's start answering some questions. Um, so, in the spirit of kind of um, tongue-in-cheek mocking the uh, whole deal with uh, heteronormative Wicca... Um, we have elected to choose divination tools that either are very heteronormative and, like, gender binary, or are very not, and are transgressive to that in a lovely and, like, supportive fashion. That is correct. So, um, I'm going to further make this horrible. Um, I'm picking... I'm not sure which of us is goofus and which of us is gallant. It's a good question. Um, I <laughs> it's it's a fair cop there. Um, I'm going to be making a very like Wicca conforming kind of uh, divination. I have chosen my Robin Wood tarot, which are from my early days, um, and I'm specifically using a spread that is designed around charmed and the sisters three, four. Three. And this is when we all get to make fun of the fact that Felix
1: has never watched Charmed. What the fuck doesn't Felix? know anything
0: about Charmed He doesn't
1: really care. Like I don't it's not that I don't care about Charmed and that like I don't care about Charmed. Like
0: I just genuinely I wasn't I'm not from here. <laughs> Seriously, and I'm just like, Felix, this is like Buffy. You have to have you're a nineties kid, you have to know what this is and you have to know how it works and you have to have some familiarity. You're gonna make the baby Jesus cry. I really liked Practical Magic. Okay, that's a step in the right direction. See, like, I was there for that. You're almost there for 90s Witch Trash, but, like... I had the craft, too. Well, everybody likes the crash. It, it's terrible. It's like a, a car wreck. The The craft. Anyway, yeah, that's, like, my deep, dark secret.
1: I, like, did not watch Charmed. I'm not... And I don't know the stuff. But you... Oh, my God. There's a new
0: one coming out. Maybe I could watch that one and be cool again. If it comes out, if it comes out, I will watch it with you. But only if we can watch one episode of that show and then one episode of the original show. So, uh, with every pump of the poison, I must have some antidote. I don't know. Uh, With every (laughs) pump of the antidote, you must have some poison. I was actually going to say it that way, but yeah. I wasn't quite sure. I no, haven't seen okay. Charmed. <laughs> I love Charmed. It's terrible. So, um, you know, it, like, I love it. Seriously, it's. Got a lot of problems, and um, it's like so. A welcome lot- to our charge podcast. Yes, so you know the power. We could do three. a charge podcast. We could totally do that, except we would have to invite one of our friends who is a very serious charmed fanatic and is currently doing a marathon right now. And I oh w- no, yes, that would be terrible. I would love to do that. All right, so <laughs> what kind of divination are you doing?
1: I'm using the... um, Well, it's kind of a combo deal. I did something weird with my tarot. Surprise. Um, I have a Nutena fan tarot. Nutena is uh, Revolutionary Girl Nutena, an anime from 1996 or so. Same era as uh, Made by the director of uh, the third season of Sailor Moon, as well as uh, some other parts of Sailor Moon, Um, and a very gay anime. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's all sometimes that's all the way that people just describe Utena they just say lesbians and they let it be that but actually there's like there's more LGB in uh, Utena um, and so it's a very transgressive anime it um, is um, specifically it was made to really um, to really antagonize uh, conservative critics <laughs> which is good I mean that's and so where we are now it's a, ma- it's a Major Arcana fan deck that I managed to find that was actually made in, like, 1996 or 97, uh, and they still sell copies. It's crazy what you can get on by, like, having a PayPal account now. <laughs> um, and so I combined that because it happened to be the exact same size and shape as my Hermetic Tarot, so I combined it with the miners <laughs> of the Hermetic Tarot. And the Hermetic Tarot also has a back that has a rose design on it, and so does the Utena Tarot. So, they, like, they work... And there's like a lot of alchemy in uh, the Utena anime's um, songs, so like yeah. Anyway, that's just how um, heteronormative
0: I'm being. Now, did you <laughs> actually remove the other majors? Yeah, they're 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 in they're in the box. So it's just the, the minors of the Hermetic Tarot. And yeah,
1: I usually I I literally use the Hermetic Tarot as brilliant. filler. Okay. I would have
0: used an RWS, but I didn't have one that was the right shape. That's so brilliant. <laughs> all right okay so here we go let's take a look at our questions so the very first question we have comes from someone named withholding a witch war all right and they say hello i adore your podcast it's too lovely oh thank you um i loved your episode on magic kale education (laughs) i teach a wicca 101 course at a witch shop and your podcast inspired me to revamp the entire thing Ooh." Ooh! Wow! Okay. Please write in and tell us what kind of changes We're you made. Making changes
1: in this world—that's fantastic. I love it. That are being reached down to students. That's yeah.
0: Wow! I okay. Soaking that in. Sorry. And they say while on hiatus, another person has been running around talking smack about my course, the shop, and some dear friends, and attendance hasn't been as great. I have a question for Celtic Crosshairs. What should I do about the shit talker? Thanks. And uh, then they also wrote in a further message to clarify. They have read the situation themselves, and their answers aren't terribly clear. Mm, Okay, so, all right, so let's go ahead and see what they have to say. Let's see what the the sisters have to say about your situation. So we have Prue, the eldest. Then we have Piper, the middle child. And we have Phoebe. And let's see what they have to say. You can lay yours out as well if you want. I suppose. Alright, so I am ready when you are. I will read whenever you're ready. You go ahead. Okay, so then for the very first card, Peru says the Five of Wands inverted. It is always in everyone's best interest to shut down the conflict as quickly as possible. Um... Piper says that you should be taking care of your territory. She got the emperor. You should take care of taking of your territory and those things those things and people who rely upon you and maybe set some order and some balance into motion. And then you have Phoebe who says the devil card and specifically what she suggests is do something that they can't resist and use it to mess with them, which makes a lot of sense because in the first season you know Phoebe was the troublemaker all right so that I'm going to tell you that what I would suggest is something to uh, with the five of wands inverted find out about the various conflicts that are being started and like return them to sender so that they literally like my way of doing this would be animate them and make them go sit at that person's house then the uh, the Emperor specifically says mind your own house and make sure that your own house is clean and uh you know keep everything stable there and then the devil card says cast a spell that causes their worst nightmare to um reveal itself like the truth about them gets revealed that they can't resist okay so that's my answer
1: let us see what we have over here <sighs> so we have temperance um this is different than the usual temperance oh. this is going to k- just take what you just said and then kind of chain off of that as opposed to restating a bunch of a perfectly good advice okay um this temperance card is um a character who went bad for a while um oh. So she had actually practiced balance back and forth between swinging into the dark side and then swinging back out of it. Um, And she did make it back out, but there were some things that were important for her to do and say while she swung over to the dark side. Um, And so there might be a few things that you were advised to do that you may not have done before or have considered doing. Um and you're going to have to be the one who decides what you're comfortable with doing. There you go. Um, and also you're going to have to be the one who decides what you're going to have to weigh the costs of what you decide, what you do, and and how much is worth what you've already kind of been through. Um, and a piece of advice for kind of weighing this. Aw, it's the lovers. Um, <laughs> in Utena, this is Miki and cosway who are actually, um, siblings oh. um and they also like they have a non-romantic relationship actually it's kind of weird because it's Utenna. mm-hmm that I had to like say that and it was surprising um <laughs> but <laughs> they they benefit from a relationship where they're basically each other's mirror so they understand the outside world because they've got each other to understand it through um so in this in this conflict as you're trying to kind of balance out yourself kind of if you've got somebody else that kind of is your balance um that you can talk to about stuff um even if they're not like a physical person and they're like a spirit or whatever um like that's somebody that you can talk to and like kind of weigh yourself
0: out like is this you? Mm, there you go. So rely upon the advice of others to help you kind of find your way. It's just like, you know, when you talk to,
1: like, you know, somebody who really knows you and you're like, man, like, I'm trying to, like, think about, like, I'm doing about, I, I'm thinking about this, but I don't really know, like, whether I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. There you like, go. Like, you know, someone who you're comfortable talking, like, saying that kind of stuff to, like, you know, that's that's where you can weigh out, like, you know, what what it is that you really feel like you can do
0: mm-hmm. and what you should do well and i recognize here that there is a moral conflict and you're trying to kind of take care of your own uh i'm gonna suggest here that you need to take some like position of personal authority over the situation because you've been elected to be the person who does that so i mean that was pretty clear from the cards i picked yeah okay so whatever you choose to do understand that you get to be the one who is responsible for your choices in this situation you get to be the one who decides how you want to handle things and you're gonna be the one who has to pay the cost for it because these people around you are relying upon you and so you have people to protect you know make your decisions that way okay let's move on to the second question sound good yes that sounds good alright second question and this comes to us from obsessive undergrad let me see here on episode nine of the podcast now and i want to say thank you for creating this oh i listened to you on the commute up and down to college and you guys have helped me get back into practicing as i had gotten lazy in the past three months due to exams and deadlines for my undergrad uh, a question for Celtic Crosshairs: Will I be able to continue my education as I want to, and if not, how can I fix it? All right. Why oh, don't you? Guess that's a good two,
1: Carter. Yeah, that's.
0: All right. So, Prue, Piper, <sighs> Phoebe. Hmm.
1: It's interesting. Okay, what do you got? Huh. Um. So the first answer is the f- the fool. Um, and you know how I told you I took all the minors, like all the majors, out of the Hermetic Tarot. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. This is the f- the fool from the Hermetic Tarot. So that's, this deck actually has two fools. That's funny. This deck also has two deaths. Um, and that's the other card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna say that. Um, the fool's answer, and I was like thinking about this as I like flipped over to the next card, um, is basically like, since you're like basically about to take the next step, it's a great time to just like kind of ask what you should start doing right now. Okay. Like, this is when you're taking the leap, so you might as well take a leap to do anything that you want because the answer to like what do I do if this isn't what I want to do is death, which is start over and do the next thing. Right. So. Basically, the cards are being... I feel rather snarky in saying that, hey, like while you're just kind of like wondering if you should be doing this, why don't you think about other things that you'd want to be doing? Right. Well, Because it, that might be what you want us to start doing. It's
0: interesting that you bring that up because my card said something kind of similar. Um, Prue's card is the Seven of Pentacles inverted, showing... Um, how to explain. There is a lot on your shoulders right now, and sometimes you're going to feel like it's not worth it and um, you need to sit down and pay attention to your work and recognize that the work you are doing you're doing not so that you can get the results you want immediately but because it's a long-term project we don't grow a tree because we want fruit right away for free we grow the tree Mm -hmm. because it's worth growing and so observe that and examine that because that's your area of responsibility um that like that particular card corresponds to your sense of responsibility piper has the two of cups showing that you have a strong desire to be known and accepted and loved um peer-to-peer one-to-one person-to-person in a way that becomes intimate connected um that is a really important thing to pay attention to right now if you need to take a little bit of time to tend to your emotional relationships do that um if you're looking for one don't let it be a conflict this was like in the second season this was like one of the biggest annoying conflicts that they had was piper and her goddamn emotions and her freaking like romantic relationships going wrong and everybody's romantic relationships going wrong and all this kind of stupid shit so that particular thing like understand that you have to actually give yourself to something and care you know emotionally and receive in that fashion and you need to spend time with that then we have Phoebe and she's got the four of cups which is a rather entertaining thing here um, because that is probably the least likely card I would ever associate with Phoebe Um, but specifically Um, Phoebe's representation in the second season was very much about I'm going to go forward and explore all of this stuff and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to do stuff not really knowing whether it's a good idea or not but I'm going to be the one that acts as the emotional linchpin for everybody when they're trying to learn their magic and trying to survive the fact that they're witches Um, and she got the Four of Cups so if you really want to know where to go next sit down and contemplate for a little while in in a peaceful space you're asking if you're going to be able to continue your education the cards are saying you may have another path that you want to follow and it, you should observe whether or not this is all worth the sacrifice the four of cups suggests that a little bit of time alone might actually help you find those answers so those that's my answer
1: I want to add, by the way, I actually um, tried, pursued a degree that I did not complete, um, a graduate degree, that ended up just being like not the right field of study for me, and um, I actually suspected very early on that that would be the case, but I did not pursue that suspicion, um, and um, that is a couple of years that I could have been spending doing something else. Mhm so
0: if you are not sure whether you want to do this th- it's a good time to ask whether you want to do this Well, and the cards are specifically indicating that that is a concern even though the question is framed in the fashion of will I be able which almost implies will I have the support I need which um, there, resolve this through emotional meditation first would be the first answer to your question alright so let's move on to the next question the next question comes from Utah Coven and she says 18 from Utah hello so to make a long story short my coven and I are feeling something big bad and scary is coming I was wondering if you could tell me what this thing is and how we can protect ourselves Love the show and the salt. Aw, yay. Heart emoji. Okay, so I will lay down my cards. I'm doing the
1: Harlem Shuffle. I may have actually known the Harlem Shuffle for, like, five seconds once. What the hell? My entire, like, neighborhood line danced. It was their only way of communicating.
0: <laughs> Dude, I shuffled the hell out of these cards, and I just got the same reading as the first season. <laughs> oh, that's so freaking weird. Yeah. Okay, that's creepy. That's not even a similar question. All right, so I'm gonna... Okay, I'm going to do one card for the Doom and
1: one card for what to do about it. Okay. You
0: want to go first? Sure, or I'll go I? first. Okay, okay. Prue says, the best defense is a good offense. Get ready to go after whatever it is. Be prepared for anything. Uh, Piper says, tend to your home. Tend to your environment. Solidify your sovereignty so that you are prepared for what is happening. Because it's disorder that's coming your way. And then we have the Four of Cups for Phoebe. Which is weird because that was the second season Phoebe. So second season Phoebe makes a visit to third season Phoebe and says... (sighs) Specifically, she says, I cannot explain to you what it is that is coming, but what I can tell you is you will want your heart to be in the right place when the time comes. Understand how you feel about some some things that have been already going on, part of the warnings that have been coming. Understand how you really feel. Understand when you feel like someone is lying or doing things wrong. Be solid on how you feel about that. Don't leave room for wiggle. Don't let people bargain you down from your morals, basically. Okay, what do you got? So, um... Building off of yours, I feel. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: So, the Hermetic Tarot is very interesting that it's it's building off of this mythology I believe from the OTO um, or the Golden Dawn. Um, They have, like, these mythological figures that are built like, for each tarot card, there is a different figure in their mythology right um and so the five of pinnacles in this deck is called the lord of material trouble yes um and it even has like a like a a pair of horns in the middle of the deck um to emphasize like
0: trouble material
1: trouble it's like you know literally like that concept of the devil from people who are afraid bad things will happen to them because of the devil they will um yeah, this is that kind of bad. And so um, how it applies in your life is um, an Utina card, the tower. Um, oh, great. It, for astute watchers of the show, this is actually the dueling arena um, with a lightning bolt behind it. And um, Utina and Anshi um, sort of framed above and below it, like from the opening in- animation. Um this is really talking about like, oh shit, lightning bolts. Um, <laughs> you need to batten down your hatches because whatever it is that's around the corner, you're going to want to be as like kind of hex proof as possible. Like, I, uh, any kind of way that you can keep like you know good luck stuff would be good. <laughs> there you go. Um, just like anything that can kind of help help protect against twists of fate that can that can anyway. Like bless you, that just generally gives you like a, a bonus that um sort of shores up your house, um, just generally like you know uh, protects you and kind of keeps your security. That's what you're going to want to do if it comes to like any kind of like tangible magic. Because like you know when you're being told we don't know what kind of doom is coming, but you definitely want to prepare for it. It's like what do you prepare with? You prepare with good luck, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know anti hex kind of stuff like that. Exactly. Practice uncrossings. <laughs> um, yeah, practice safe hacks. Um, yeah, Do, like, you know, like... Get some sort of witchy tree and put its bow over your door, stuff like that. You know, look up some charms. It's fun.
0: Yep, there you go. There's um, a whole shit ton of things you can do with pennies. It's great. Uh, Alright, so let's go ahead and move on to yes. the next question, which comes from Tara, the Promise Maker. So, she says, I have a question for you guys, if you're still recording, which... We weren't at the time, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we, we, like, we were going to. <laughs> no, I mean, that particular question happened after we filmed the episode. Like, she should have Oh, played. okay. So, oh, that's right, right, right. Uh, okay, so, I remember promising something to someone, but I don't know who or what. It was a while ago, I was in spirit flight, and I fell asleep after, hence bad memory. Yeah, I, I'm familiar, hun. <laughs> I just know it seemed important, and the other was very determined to make me promise, and I said, all right, geez, I promise. Can you deliver any clue to their identity? Love the podcast, and you are just the right amount of salt to stir things up. Aww. Yay! <laughs> we're just right. I like that. Go ahead. Uh, you get so, to go first. We're looking for identity of this spirit? Uh, yes. Can you deliver any clue to their identity? I, okay, I will... De- a, a clue I can deliver. Okay. What do you got? Clue
1: is different than identity. <laughs> Identify this spirit is like something I like like takes me like, you know, thirty minutes worth of channeling. Um So clue. We have the hermit with the Knight of Wands. Interesting. Um the hermit here is um uh what's the guy's name? The guy with that blue hair that's not mickey um oh <laughs> he's like um a real flamboyant asshole and then the knight of wands his title is the lord of flame and lightning and they're actually kind of in similar poses so like um there's this guy who's like you know he thinks he's a big deal and he is kind of a big deal because he is kind of fabulous but he also knows he's a big deal so he's kind of insufferable
0: but he is also kind of hot like <laughs> that's like your hint there you go Okay, so then, and mine now we're in season four, so Prue's dead, so I have to go ahead and, um... <laughs> Is that just because of the number of the question? <laughs> yes, because it's the fourth okay. question, so it's fourth. It's season four. <laughs> so Prue's dead, and we just have to pretend like there was never another reason, like that, like they were, like this was always part of the plan. So... We're gonna retcon <laughs> Kinda <this> podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that, but, uh, I don't know about that, but so we've got piper's answer is the page of wands inverted so someone who is bigger than their britches and has a tendency to think like very, uh, like everything is dialed up to 11 um they're very enthusiastic and a little stupid um yeah and piper is impatient with this particular character whoever this is that uh, they're just she's just impatient Um, Then we have Phoebe in the position of judgment, inverted, saying that she does not necessarily want... um, That this being does not necessarily want to uh, hold you accountable for whatever it is, but it will become accountable at some point. It's going to be an important thing. And the promise was as much for your help and your... uh, healing or something to that effect as anything else. Then we have Paige who comes onto the scene and Paige is the wild card. Paige has no experience with the Hallowell sisters and has a very kind of rebellious attitude about a lot of this stuff and she says it's the Seven of Wands which means she says that other people are not necessarily likely to trust that being and you should. So whoever that is, you should trust them you have
1: got some interesting stuff going on yeah really weird right. okay so the
0: hermit is
1: uh ruka in this deck
0: i don't know what that is so
1: i know i'm just letting anybody who watches utenna i know there's several of you out there know that uh, i'm not just talking like about any
0: kind of asshole i'm specifically talking about ruka okay. um, <laughs> so all right we'll go to the next question and this question is coming from all i need now is a wart
1: they say Uh
0: hi felix and rune i could listen to you read the cards all day oh that's very nice of you um my question the night after halloween i found a black kitten shivering under my porch perfect right oh that's really cute oh he has been raising hell in my house ever since and i couldn't be happier but i can't seem to put my finger on his name what does this cat want to be called and why am i having such a bitch of a time figuring it out you know it's interesting i think season five was the time when they got to deal with the familiars so that might actually be interestingly synced up don't name your familiar curiosity
1: because your familiar will die in a very bad way
0: yeah name them satisfaction so they always come back yes (laughs) hold on all right so prue's still dead and still not talking to anybody so I'm drawing cards for her but she's not turning them over so Piper says um what okay it doesn't matter what you name a cat because the cat will not answer to it anyways so go with something that is easy for you to remember and practical um that's not very romantic dear um, then you have Phoebe who says uh, cats will too answer if you call them so name it something that it will be able to hear and recognize as a call and then we have page and Paige says um, she has only ever had female cats Uh, okay i didn't even know she'd had cats that's weird i'll have to look that up um in canon but she prefers to name cats after powerful women feminist icons specifically women who were not necessarily sensational in history um so those are some conventions that might assist you but i will point out a couple of things two of the cards are court cards and they are um they're pentacle courts and one of them is a court card from air like a court card from swords this deck is very elemental so those might be something you could work with something that is earth that is also air or pentacles and swords i don't know if that means anything to you so but definitely a court card a knight a page and a queen so something of that fashion if it's a boy, name it King, because that's the only card that's missing. Ha! That's probably Prue's contribution. <laughs> okay, your turn. I drew the Empress.
1: <laughs> Not only is that cute little punctuation on top, but this Empress is Nanami. Um, she's um, the president of the student council's little sister. And she's kind of like that popular, snotty, awful girl. Oh, name her Regina. In the high school thing. Except that she's in like um junior high instead of actual high school, so she's always kind of silly. Oh god. She's trying to boss everybody around because like her brothers her older brother is like the the you know, president of the student council, like that means he's the emperor of the oh. Yeah. So anyway, she's really silly. And the thing is, she ends up being defined more by things that happened to her, that she never planned, than really like what she meant to be. So your cat's gonna be known for something. and it's not going to be anything that you really expect. Like th- th- this cat will define, itself in some way in action in no way that yeah and no one will be able to plan what happens to 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 have this cat name itself to you basically um we we don't really make up our own nicknames you know they kind of just happen right
0: or they're assigned to us yeah okay so and that was the fifth question we have one more i think The only only other alternative is just to do Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. Right, and remember that cats have three names, and one of them you don't get to know. That's right. So, all right, moving on to number six, and this question comes to us from Phoenix, which is hilarious, because one of my coven mates is named Phoenix, and um, literally, I just talked to him the other day. Phoenix. Yes, Pahonix. Alright, so uh I love the podcast. Thank you. Um I'm autistic and sometimes combine stimming with singing as an offering to the gods. Cool. Uh, at times in my life, even when I wasn't religious, I felt a positive and not intimidating and not intimidating presence sitting at the end of my bed when I did this. I'm wondering if you can use Divination to tell me more about this presence. It feels good and protective, not dangerous, but I don't know what it is, and I don't use Divination for spirit work at present. Well we can go ahead and see what they have to say. Prue's still dead So Piper Phoebe Page This is the time when Phoebe's where when Paige is really starting to get cool. Right, it is your turn to go first.
1: Hmm. The cards are very cryptic. Cryptic freak
0: sauce.
1: <coughs> like, they don't seem super comforting. Oh. Um. Okay, okay, I can see how they could... Yeah, alright. Getting a better grasp of, like, what is here now. Mm-hmm. When you've got a Seven of Swords, a Wheel of Fortune, and a Hanged Man, it's like doesn't sound the greatest Mm. um but it's really more protection against that kind of stuff um all right there's a bunch of stuff I can't read on this spirit well it's interesting first thing I'm going to tell you it's interesting because that's actual
0: information (laughs) right you actually it's interesting you had the hanged man because sometimes that tends to make things get candy wampus well, I mean, I think actually
1: all three of these cards are like nope, nope, nope actually. <laughs> in a very protective manner.
0: Oh.
1: Um, it's weird to have a a random person kind of like ask about a spirit that you work with, kind of uh, I don't it's not like you even really knew when we were going to answer this. It's true. Like I to, ha, to I've done spirit readings for pay and like part of the thing ha, to 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 have the spirit, like, even, like, allow me to do the reading. There's kind of, like, this dance that we do. Like, often there's, like, a... Not necessarily has to be an offering, but there's some sort of hospitality extension and all of that, so... And did you um, get anything to answer with at all, or...? This
0: is more like, um... A polite no thank you. Oh, well, I got answers. Yeah. Uh, mine are pretty simple, though. Like, they're, they're pretty general. Um, this is somebody you were acquainted with in childhood um i got the 6 of cups from from phoebe or not phoebe sorry uh, piper from page i have the chariot which means that this being accompanied you across various different locations and is a traveler themselves then i have from page I have the ace of pentacles inverted showing that this is actually a spirit of fortune and um, and nature but from the under from like the under place the other world sort of a deal it is not something that is from this side of reality so probably like a fairy or something and
1: there you go so that's what I have to I also think they're not like necessarily compatible with like you know where I come from there you uh. go because like i like it wasn't anything like animosity it's just that like until like something actually does diplomatic actions with the court sometimes i can't talk to certain things right well and And that's actually like that's not something that's
0: limited to the court or to me that's just like a spirit thing okay different people now that is all the questions we have for tonight if you have asked a question and we have not answered it yet please send it in again because we may have missed it or it may have dropped out and we may not just we may just not know if we've answered it or not yet so please send it in again if it's something that you want to ask also please remember as we've said before if you have time sensitive questions that you're trying to ask us uh then you'd probably rather it would probably be more beneficial if you actually bought like a paid reading rather than waiting for us to record one of these episodes
1: and sometimes we will run into something where I cannot end up, like, I end up not being able to do a reading on a spirit because, like, there's certain things that that, I, that is required for me to be able to do
0: that. Right. And we may not be able to do that as part of the podcast. And sometimes so. it just depends on the reading because, like, you know, d- yeah, anyway. We'll try. Um, sometimes it doesn't work.
1: and sometimes we just like end up recording like a few episodes like in one weekend because we just wanted to like do it and so we have like an episode that we just kind of keep around if we like need to put one up and so that ends up being like your question ended up being six months later exactly
0: which there are several (laughs) in the can right now so yeah all right well uh that wraps us up um thanks as always to sharon knight and winter for the intro and outro music Uh, You can find their music at SharonKnight.net. That's SharonKnight, K-N-I-G-H-T, all one word, dot net. Um, I heartily encourage you all to listen to her music because she is not only one of my favorite people in the world, but also one of my favorite musicians. And that should convince you. So go and buy her music. Um, Buy two. They're small. All right. Felix, say bye-bye. Bye-bye, and may the Circle of Salt
1: protect you.